0: Hey everyone, Eric here. So what is this Outside the Toy Box episode you're listening to? Well, Castle Run Collecting is primarily about Star Wars collecting, but occasionally my co-host Matt and I chat about the films, comics, video games, and other topics about our favorite franchise. Rather than sidetrack the main show too much, we thought we'd move these conversations into their own category, Outside the Toy Box. Now, this isn't a replacement for the main show, and we won't have them on any sort of regular basis. Consider it bonus content. And the best part, we're not going to pay up behind some Patreon service. Hope you enjoy. So I just wanted to, to touch on real real quick, but uh, it's getting a little bit late, getting a little bit long, so uh, just kind of want to touch on it, and that is the movie announcements that we got. Um... Primarily, we got the Mandalorian and Grogu movie, which I think had a lot of people confused at first because they're like, well, wait, uh, is that the Filoni movie? No, Favreau is uh, doing the Mando and Grogu movie. Okay, well, I thought we were getting Mando season four. No, that is now the movie. Wait, what? (laughs) So there seems to be a little bit of confusion covering it, and it sounds like... And I don't know if this is actually confirmed or not, but I believe Mando season four is being restructured to do a movie instead. And then what Filoni's doing is not necessarily going to be the Mandalorian movie, but a Mandalorian universe movie. So. Might be a little bit more like the Avengers, where you know maybe they bring Ahsoka and Boba Fett and everything together. Um, it sounds like that's what's going on right now.
1: Mm, yeah, I thought he was working on Ahsoka season two, he's working on.
0: Yeah, yeah, Ahsoka uh, season two. I mean, it wouldn't make sense to finish the storyline in season two of Ahsoka, uh, in a movie. It makes more sense to finish that up and even if that kind of ends on a cliffhanger, you have to have some sort of closure with her specific storyline, I guess, um, so that they can do a movie that doesn't have people entirely lost if they haven't seen the series. Although, then again, I think a lot of people that haven't seen Rebels are probably somewhat lost on Ahsoka anyway. So
1: True. But uh, I think... I think they'll clear up some stuff. Like I hear some stuff in the circle that I can not go back and think about it. I wish he hadn't done like he says, all of Sabine's family was wiped out during the Purge. <laughs> and I was like, he had the mom and the brother I could see because they were both Mandalorian warriors. The dad was a diplomat. So what happened on that? They just decided to wipe everybody out of Mandalorian?
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think the problem right now is Star Wars, you, you necessarily can't treat star wars the same as every other property and i understand disney bought lucasfilm for star wars they want to make money they're a business so they want to keep churning out product however the more saturation there is the more and more you dilute the product so they can make a thousand movies or whatever but eventually Even your most hardcore fans are going to just be, it's just another Star Wars movie. It's just another series. And eventually they're going to say, I don't feel like any of it is a must see. I don't see that I got to line up outside the theater on day one because it's just another. I mean, we talk about superhero fatigue where it used to be every Marvel movie was an event to go see the next Marvel movie. And now leaving quality of what they've been putting out aside, uh, you still have that fatigue where people are just like, okay, we're on movie 35 or whatever, you know, eventually at some point they say, this is not a must see, I'll wait and see this later if I see it at all, I don't feel like I have to go check it out. And they run the risk of doing that with Star Wars because no matter how much Star Wars has been magic in the past, it can't be that way forever. If you just keep beating it to death, it will not be able to have the same sticking power on every series they come out with on every movie they come out with.
1: Mm. And I think
0: not obviously Disney's looking at it from the business side of how much can we milk this thing for, for the actual longevity and survivability and what makes star Wars special. You need those gaps. You need that break. You need people to feel they have to go see the next thing. And we're at that point where that is less and less the case. Quite frankly, as much as I'm a Star Wars fan, if they said Star Wars is going to go away for six to eight years till you see another TV series, till you see another movie, I actually don't have a problem with that because we still have plenty of material to rewatch and analyze and hope Hasbro makes a figure of that cool background character. You know, we have enough to sate our appetite for years before we get the next helping. I've often said that Star Wars is like a fine wine. You don't pop the tab and chug it like a beer. No, you savor that and you take in all the nuance and the taste and you analyze it and you talk with people about it that's how star wars is really enjoyed that's how a lot of the fan base treats it and now it's just like they just want to shovel more and more and more in your face so lucasfilm right now is having a lot of dysfunction they seem like every time it seems like they have a direction they just do a u-turn or they spiral off somewhere else So look, if they can't get their crap together, let's take a break until we can get the right people in charge of it and get it back on track. And for years, I gave Kathleen Kennedy a lot of leeway. It was like, oh, she's been a producer on a lot of stuff that we grew up with. And I thought she was a good pick initially from Lucasfilm. I haven't felt that way for a while. And. I kind of feel like with all the controversy with the, the I'm not even going to try to say her name. Uh, the woman that was hired to direct the Ray movie, some of the negative things that people brought up, I think are blown out of proportion. Like they took some, they took some Eclipse. clips from her I from years that, yeah. ago that literally had nothing to do with star Wars. They were about specifically other projects and these documentaries and stuff that she worked on so okay you gotta throw that out and say what has she said about star wars now i think she said some pretty dumb stuff about oh it's about time you know women are in charge of this it's like uh the ceo of lucasfilm is uh the producer on pretty much everything she's a woman uh marcia lucas helped sculpt the original trilogy and uh deborah chow that had a whole helm the whole season by herself so i think some of her comments are kind of dumb in that regard and i also think it's a dumb take because you ask almost anyone in the fan base and we do not care about the gender or race or background or anything of of we correct if it's a good story
1: execution that's what we care
0: about Right. And so for example, I don't remember seeing anyone when it was announced that Patty Jenkins was going to direct a Rogue One or a uh, a uh, Rogue Squadron movie. I don't know of anybody that said, "Oh no, this is going to be horrible because you have a woman directing it." I also don't know anyone who said, "Oh my goodness, it's about time a woman di- I mean, maybe some people in some circles did. But the fan base at large, nobody gave a crap. People would say, I remember some criticism about no, we want this in the Ot. We don't want something in in the uh, sequel trilogy ST. era okay yep but my thought wasn't I care about the 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 gender of who's directing the movie. It's like is she a competent director? Well, the one thing I saw from her was the uh, the first Wonder Woman movie. I liked the first Wonder Woman movie, so I said, "Okay." She said her her dad was like in the Air Force. Okay, so maybe she knows a little bit about you know pilot culture and stuff like that. That means something to it. I just cared that holy crap, we may get a Rogue Squadron movie.
1: Yeah, I, I so, was hoping for the Rogue Squadron movie with in the OT era. I was hoping for it.
0: So yeah, so i mean the controversy with her i think the baffling thing is how did it come to be that someone that pretty much has had activist style documentaries that that's mainly what she's known for and that's not saying that's a bad thing Uh, the activism that she's been involved in if that's what
1: your genre is great you know
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, she's highlighted some very bad things that have gone on in her home country. So I'm not even attacking her from like for like being an activist, but her background. What about her background makes her the right person to helm a Star Wars movie? And I honestly think part of the problem, and I think this might come back to to Kathleen Kennedy or some of her inner circle, is that. They they like what she's done, and so they say we like this person as a person. Let's throw a Star Wars movie at them as as almost like a favor or reward or so. Like they're not looking for the most qualified person; they're just looking for someone they like. Okay, let Uh, we now people could make the argument about Ryan Johnson too. That's
1: exactly where I was going with
0: it. Yep. Uh, Okay, because
1: she liked him and she didn't care. I mean, he did one movie, which everyone thinks is okay, called Looper. I thought it was
0: Looper mad. was, eh, it was okay. Yeah, um, but
1: I but again, she liked Ryan, so he got to have his own. He got to have a four movie deal, if you remember. He got the Last Jedi, and then they gave him three more. And she liked him so. Yeah,
0: much. before Last Jedi ever came out, it was like we already handed this guy three movies. Why? Well, because we liked the working relationship. So it kind of seemed, and then you also have the hot director of the day thing that seems to be going on like Mm. initially the guys from game of thrones game of thrones was huge hey we're gonna give them a star wars project taika watiti you know i think at that point he had done like the the first of the four movies he did and they're like oh we really like this guy other people seem to think this guy's a big deal boom throw a movie at him and it seems like that is how they're making their choices. You know, and that's what I have a problem with. <laughs> that's, I mean, and I'm going to,
1: uh, I don't care if I catch flight for it. JJ is known for that. People want to follow JJ around and follow his things. All right. Does he make an okay Star Wars movie? He made an okay one, but I don't care who directs a Star Wars movie.
0: Right, as but, long as it's for, good. For that's second, a... though. Okay. You look at JJ's resume. What does he bring to it? Rebooted Star Trek. You you have all the television, Alias, Lost. I, I mean, dozens of television stuff Bad Robot did. He even directed uh Mission Impossible 3, which really course corrected that whole franchise. Like the first two were like nothing like three onward and we're kind of disconnected from it so I mean the guy's got a solid resume whether you like his stuff or not but like for example Colin Trevorrow had not done a lot but he did Jurassic World okay after he did Jurassic World okay we're going to give him a Star Wars movie yeah and then we're going to get rid of him again so their decisions on who they're giving these projects to
1: I would not be surprised if it's to gather it, that it's to garner investor backing. Like we hear all these, remember all these shows that are supposed to come out, the Lando show and all this stuff just to garner more investors who like following these creators. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of money on the back end of Disney going to them for putting her in the pilots driver's seat of a star Wars film. That's well known that happens in Hollywood and places. So, you know, if she does good, great i mean some documentary makers make good films they're not always action films like star wars but might be okay i what if Ray's race film isn't an action film what if it's her travels around the outer rim doing horticulture and learning teaching children about her religion as like a uh, as like a religious wanderer I, I'm i'm dubious on that too but i mean i want it to
0: be Good because I want Star Wars to be good, and I know there's a segment of the YouTube community you know exactly you could probably name like five different people off the top of your head, like I can. That their brand is built around we want Disney to fail, we want Marvel to fail, we want Star Wars to fail, everything sucks, and they'll make 10 videos per day that are all on the same topic. And uh, you know, Disney's panicking, Star Wars is over. Well, you know what? For Star Wars being over, Mandalorian Season 3 was still the number one streamed series on TV last year. Okay, so some of these people, I don't know, they believe their their own spin or something. And they obviously have their motives and their clickbait and all that stuff, whatever. I try to stay objective about it. If it's bad, I'll say it's bad. If I think it's good. I'll say it's good if I think it's mediocre. I'm gonna say it's mediocre. I want Star Wars to be good. I don't want these people, they want everything to suck. Like yeah, so stopped... they get
1: more more clicks and more views. Exactly.
0: Yeah, they've stopped being fans and are just like professional. Rage-baiters. Or, yeah, rage.
1: Uh, yeah. For... yeah. I don't disagree. And uh there's plenty of them that do it. I'll just say I hope that they don't have much to talk about. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So,
0: I mean, it would be funny wow. to see some of these people, uh, you know, eat a fa- a fair helping of uh, crow or minoc, as it were. Okay. Um, <laughs> suddenly, it blows everything out of the water. Makes like a ton of movie. Uh, you know, a ton of money. that's really good. And then there's just like it's like wait a minute we spent the last two years telling everyone that this was guaranteed to be horrible and to be the nail in the coffin and uh you know it'd be pretty it'd be pretty funny so yeah so that's uh i figured we we should probably touch on that because if it were not for the films we would not be playing with plastic action figures right now agreed agreed
1: you know, and if they want to take the sequel to era in that direction where it's much more toned down from action and more like life experience and life explore and like coming of age exploration as their version of Star Wars later on. More power to them, but there's not going to be many, many more movies after that one. I prefer good versus evil. Well, I like good versus evil action, you know, in Star Wars. That's why it's called Star Wars. I don't know. It It was just a Ray movie by itself. You know, I don't know. It's possible. I'd rather, I'd rather her be like, uh well, I really don't really want she. I wouldn't have her want to start a new Jedi order, but I wouldn't mind her like teaching the ways of the Jedi, kind of like, uh, I don't know, like, like the religious wanderer teaching things or trying to help people and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. They destroyed the big bad in the third movie. So any movies going forward would be like smaller enemies coming up or maybe more. I don't know. What I don't want is her sitting there. I don't want a lot of talking and crying in hallways. That, those are my two things. I saw all that on the W on the CW years ago. Okay, sin makes.
0: <laughs> I think one problem that you always have with uh, with a series like this, if you make your villain too powerful. It's really hard to get people invested in a a big enough threat going forward. Going back to Marvel, okay, you have Infinity War, Endgame, you have Thanos that, like, smacked around the Hulk, made Hulk his bitch, almost nobody could take him down, the the stakes were for, like, 50% of the population of the universe, everything's hinging on reality itself, okay... You make the stakes that high, every story after that is going to feel small. And you're almost better going with small, intimate stories than trying to do a big Avengers-type thing, because how do you come up with a villain to top that? How do you make the stakes as high, if not higher than that?
1: Let me ask you, if if they took her on more of a uh, religious exploration kind of uh, movie way, where... Maybe her stakes are like, I don't know, finding ancient Jedi artifacts or like you said, like a smaller a smaller scale thing where she's like like the wandering samurai kind of tales. Like his old kung fu movies of the 50s or more of a sci-fi thing where like we meet new places and stuff that we've never seen before in all original planets and such. Like more of an old like next generation stories, stuff like that. From Star Trek, I wouldn't mind seeing that to a sma- smaller degree. I wouldn't want it to take over because what I won't, don't want is a big helping of uh, the ideology that defending with this from making these grand armies was so terrible that we can't ever do it again. Well, I don't want a lot of preaching, all right, because that's what we got in the prequels, and even though it wasn't that overwhelming with it, it was still like. Ugh.
0: So. Yeah, I think if it was something smaller, like say she ends up on a planet and there's, you know, a group of people enslaved by some sort of warlord on there and uh, she's going to take this warlord out. But I don't know, maybe he has uh, some other dark siders, you know, working as his henchmen or something like that. But you have to put up some sort of challenge. Otherwise, she just goes in there and defeats everybody. Or maybe that whole planet for some reason blocks use of the force and she has to find how to get past that block so and, you know that's actually a little bit of a superhero trope too where sometimes you break the character down and say well who is this person if they don't have access to those powers and i think you could do something like that
1: i could uh, that'd be kind of cool yes having her become it'd be kind of cool to have. To, but, like, like maybe
0: she ends up on uh what was it uh whatever the planet was, where uh, the, the the Salamary came with. Uh, oh,
1: yeah. Uh, Merker. Yeah, That'd like if dumb. you
0: did something like she's on that planet, because I mean, at this point, they're not they're not ever going to do Heir to the Empire. They're obviously doing their own take on uh, the Thrawn storyline, but okay, take, take that planet. Take the Salamary. Have them be an element where now, instead of Thrawn, maybe it's this other warlord that Um your fortress or something.
1: You know, I always thought that uh it was kind of everyone brings up the fact that oh we don't want clone luke and all that like clone luke was in air of the empire for like three seconds before he died. All right, so it's not like it was a big part of that story, and so I'm like, all right, well, I, I would that would be actually better. Her going like kind of like the beginning part of if you if you go back to the Empire that beginning section with Thrawn is a lot like an old Star Trek episode. He goes down personally with his first officer and his bodyguard, and he meets Jor Sabeoth, who's mind controlled the entire uh, city to be like to help worship him. And so I can see different yeah, stories yeah. like that. That would yeah. be
0: a good way to get uh, Jor Sabeoth in. Yeah, there and, you go. And you do you take those elements and you mix them up a bit and recycle them. I tell you what I think would actually be kind of cool, that I could dig, maybe instead of jor Saboth if you really want to throw people for a Luke, uh, if you want to throw people for a Luke, you have that evil clone of Luke, and he is the villain, you put him in place of jor Saboth. and uh, that could be the big reveal. And you think about oh. it, I mean, now, you know, with like the motion capture stuff they do, by the time they make that movie, they could probably do an even better Luke. And you age him up a bit. So, heck, if you age him up a bit, you could even use Mark Hamill. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That, oh. That'd be a good way of bringing him back.
1: I hate... I don't want to be because a villain, though. I'd rather just they leave this... I kind of hope they do the whole World Between Worlds kind of separates the ST from the all the stuff we've had before to keep it separate. Because it's so detached from everything that
0: yeah that that that's true and i would obviously i would be okay with it being uh so both i mean that would be cool to also uh be able to get in like a really really good actor that would just like choose some major scenery as that character that would be cool
1: agreed agreed uh you know actually you could see christian bale doing it he'd be kind of because he has already oh some... yes big, he got a big long beard and He's always got that link. When he when skinnies himself down, he, th- he thins himself down. He he's got that lanky lift
0: body anyway. Oh, That's I good. I could see him doing that. I could see him doing that. That would be a really cool role to see him in. But you know, but you know what's sad, Matt? We're we're here coming up with some really cool ideas that I don't know. Listeners, tell us if uh, we're crazy and our ideas are stupid, or if you like them. Because
1: I read, fan fiction. I read fan fiction all the time. And I'm almost positive they still are, they've used at least one or two of my ideas. I just can't prove <laughs> it, darn it. <laughs>